tonight. On the Midnight Train Essential Podcast, we dive deep into the Paris catacombs. Spooky underground layers of human remains? Oh yeah. So sit back, wash your hands, turn the volume to 11 and... All aboard. Hello, passengers, and welcome to Season 3, Episode 10, and the fourth quarantine edition of the Midnight Train Podcast, where we bring the dark to light. What's that mean? Well, you guys obviously know what that means. We make fun of and joke about creepy shit while bringing you as much information on each topic as possible. I am your host, the conductor of the cryptic, Jonathan Sayer, and with me is my co-host, the quagmire of the quarantine, Jeff Butchko, how are you, buddy? I'm alive, well, which is good. good. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's good. I'm, to hear. I'm going uh, Kevin Fever. I'm going crazy. I think. At I this think. Point. I think most people are at this point, dude. Like it's just uh, poor people. But you know what? Hopefully, we we you know make them happy. I, I, I got outside Saturday and cut the grass. It was pretty decent out, and I was excited about that because it's the first time this year cutting the grass. I was like, okay, get out of the house, get some fresh air. And I found myself yelling at twigs in, in my way of my tractor. Yeah. Like, that's just the, the mood. That's like the funk <laughs> I'm in. It's like there's a twig and I can run it over and not think twice, but it's in front of the track and I just yell at it. And then the neighbors are looking at me. And it's, <laughs> you know, it, it's like it's it's come to that. It's come to that. So that's, that's hilarious. That's that's I feel like that's pretty much where everyone's at right now, man. So and with us, of course, is the Earl of the Eerie. The Messiah of the Maniacal, <laughs> purveyor of the paranormal, Mr. Moody. How are you today, sir? I'm doing good. Doing good. Yeah. How's everything Glad on that, that side of town? Uh, windy. Very windy. Uh, somewhat soggy. And, uh, and I lost my job. So, you know, good, good. You guys are just a couple of rays of sunshine today, aren't you? Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, of course, it is another stupid quarantine episode, and we are using Discord this time because, unfortunately, you know, social distancing and all that bullshit. So, whatever. But we're going to have fun, and we're going to make sure you guys have fun that are listening right now. Now, listen. Just a little warning to preface everything here. As most of you know, I often suck at words. The words. And uh, this episode is no exception. Uh, in fact, it's probably going to be one of the worst. So I apologize to all of our French-speaking passengers. I, oui, did, oui. <laughs> I did attempt to learn the pronunciations of the majority of these fucking places, but dear Lord. So please don't be too critical. Um, it's just your language is stupid. And uh, I'm kidding. Obviously, I'm kidding. It's actually awesome. And I did take some <laughs> French in high school, uh, but that isn't saying much. So anyway, on with the show. So as... You know, you bunch of beautiful weirdos know that uh, we're just a bunch of goofballs and assholes that love history, and we can't get enough of the mysterious. 
And we want you all to know how much it means to us that you're listening to this podcast at this very moment. Your reviews and support really do make all the hard work worthwhile. And saying that, please stop over to Apple Podcasts or wherever you're listening right now and give us a five-star review. You can say whatever you want. Maybe something like these guys are the three stooges of the podcast world. Whatever. I don't, I don't really give a shit. And uh, so, all right. Let's turn down the lights, adjust our seats, grab a drink, and let's get spooky. But first, here's a toast to all of you. As the train leaves the station, please remember to stay six feet away from those around you. Wash your hands, and for the love of Sam Socks, <laughs> can we please stop talking about Joe Exotic? Okay, we all know that that's still going on. It's oh yeah, they just released thought... like a, a latest, a newest episode, and everyone's like, "Oh no, it's fake!" And uh, I don't know, I, I didn't watch I, it. I thought I, you were, I thought you were all about that show, man. I think it, it the show was great, but the fact that it's just like. That's all I see everywhere. The memes are hilarious. The memes yeah. are funny as hell to me. And so, you know, we, we it's just one of those things. The memes can keep coming. I, I, that shit's funny to me. You know what I mean? It's just, it's everywhere. If people aren't talking about President Trump or Biden, they're talking about the coronavirus or they're talking about Joe Exotic. It's just the weirdest dynamic ever. So anyway, but yes, if you guys have those memes, please send those to us because they're fucking hilarious and we'll keep going with that. So anyway, we are taking the train to the one and only cigarette-smoking, baguette-making, Eiffel Tower-having, threesome-starting, beautiful fucking country, France. More specifically, Paris, France. So the catacombs of Paris are underground ossuaries, which I'm sure I'm probably saying that wrong, or vaults in Paris, France, which holds the remains of more than six million friggin' people in a small part of a tunnel network that was built to consolidate Paris's ancient stone quarries, also known as the, here we go, Carrière de Paris. <laughs> telling you, dude, this is going to be a rough one. I'm telling I'm trying. I'm trying. So, Wasn't uh, Pepe Le Pew? Wasn't he? Yes. He's Pepe the Le Pew. skunk, right? Correct. He was French. <clears throat> but he, he had, also... like, the, the Weinstein where he was grabbing all the girls and they kept trying to push him away. <laughs> yeah. Pepe yeah. was extremely rapey. He was. But it was always it was always uh, like a cat that ran into like a fucking painted wall or something. It was yeah, never yeah, another yeah. stripe on it. Yeah. <laughs> With the white stripe well, it's messed up. <laughs> it's messed up because like when we were kids, we used to watch it. We'd be giggling like this is the best. Like if you go back and watch that now, it's like oh wow, oh, it's wow. rapey. <laughs> yeah, it is. It's so rapey. And that dude, on if you go back and look at like the old uh, Disney cartoons, the old uh, Bugs Bunny cartoons, that shit was violent as hell 
People were getting their yeah. faces blown off and blown up with freaking anvils dropped on their head and TNT. <laughs> so, on this subject, we were watching Bill and Ted 2, Bogus Journey, over the oh, weekend. Oh, God, yeah. Nice. Dude, there's so many things in that movie that would never happen today. Like, there's one point where, like, the evil Bill and evil Ted are sitting there, and he's like, Evil Ted, do you think the girls will put out? And it was like, oh, wow, that, would, <laughs> that wouldn't be in a movie these days. And then they called him... Uh, the F word for uh, gay people. Well, th they called them. Oh, oh, oh. Okay. They they gave him a wedgie, and they're like, Bleh, you know, they said the F word for for reference for gay people. I love how yeah. sensitive you're being right now. You didn't I say know, it. Right? I know. You said it. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I'm pretty but sure anyways, everyone, everyone gets the gist. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, like you wouldn't see that nowadays. So we were watching that. We we're just laughing, like, oh my god, this movie would never happen these days. Oh yeah, dude. Yeah, it's it's so everyone's so sensitive. What whatever, whatever. It's fine. I mean, Bill and Ted still rule, and I still hope they make a third one. So these quarries were a group of subterranean mines that extended all over the fucking place, and mainly mined. Uh, oh God, here we go. Uh, Lutetian limestone used as a building material, as well as gypsum for use in plaster of Paris. Get it? Plaster of Paris, gypsum. Hey <laughs> oh yeah, that's where it came from, I guess. So extending south from the <laughs> Barriere d'Enfer, or Gate of Hell in English. I'm trying, folks. Sorry. Again, uh, this vault was created in an attempt to eliminate the city's overflowing cemeteries. So preparation work began not long after a 1774 series of gruesome St. Innocent Cemetery basement wall collapses added a sense of urgency to the cemetery eliminating measure. All right, so they were like, we got to fucking get rid of this and yada, yada, yada. And from 1786, um, oh, shit, I lost my spot. There it is. <laughs> Nightly processions. Uh, uh, wow, where where the hell? Hold on. I, uh -oh. I, messed, I messed up here. Hold on. I'll, I'll edit it out. Jesus. Uh -oh. Hold on. What the hell? I'm looking at the pictures of these online. It's pretty weird. All right, I got it. Anyway, it's weird. So basically the walls collapsed and uh, there was nightly processions of covered wagons transferring the remains from most of Paris's cemeteries to a mine shaft open near the Rue de la Tombe et Sur. <laughs> the the St. Innocence is a defunct cemetery in Paris that was used from the Middle Ages until the 18th century. It was the oldest and largest cemetery in Paris and an often used for mass graves. So the catacombs remained largely forgotten until it became a hotspot for concerts and other private events in the early 19th century. After more renovations and the construction of, you know, entry points around the public square, which is the Place d'Enfure-Richeru. <laughs> you like that? It was open to public starting in 1974. Since 2013, the catacombs have been popular among the 14 uh, Paris, uh, been extremely popular among the 14 Paris museums managed by the Paris Musées. Although it comprises... That's where all the, the vampires, they all hung out down there. <laughs> Probably listening to freaking The Cure. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> ding, 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 ding. Although oh, it comprises only a... Fan. <laughs> although it only makes up a small section of the underground, Carrier de Paris, which is the quarries of Paris, Parisians normally refer to the entire tunnel network as the catacomb. So this was basically a big mining construct under the ground and the catacombs was only a section of it. And, but basically, 
you know, Paris, people who live in Paris just call the whole damn thing the catacombs. We will go to the catacombs and record the next Joy Division album. <laughs> Joy Division. Oh, no. I don't like the sunlight. <laughs> oh, no, Joy Division. So, <laughs> talking about the cemeteries, Paris's earliest burial grounds were on the southern outskirts of the left bank of the city. In ruins after the Western Roman Empire's 5th century end and the following Frankish invasions, you know, fucking Franks. I actually had a stepdad named Frank. He probably hates French people, so yeah. Don't be like a Frank. Frank's a dick. Anyway, but that's like the, the total American. Like, he's the guy that cuts his grass, his front yard on an angle each time, so it looks like a home <laughs> yard. That's Frank. You know what I mean? Like, something's wrong with your lawnmower. Frank's coming over. He's like, ah, it's your carburetor. It's stuck. I got some gum out. Hold on one minute, and then he fixes it. <laughs> Dude, you know he, what I mean? That's Frank. Yeah, I don't like Franks. Sorry. To any Franks out there listening right now, if I don't know you personally, then, yeah, I probably won't like you. Anyway, I'm just kidding. But fun little fact, the Franks were actually a group of Germanic people that came in and fucked up shit, and the name France was directly derived from these little Frankenbeanies. <laughs> Didn't know that, did you? Huh. That's where that's where the name France came from, from the Franks. <laughs> I guess and it makes sense. Yeah, I mean, France, Franks, why not? So the Paris people eventually said fuck this shit and headed for the marshy right bank. From the 4th century, the first known settlement there was on higher ground around a uh, St. Etienne church and burial ground behind the present Hotel de Ville, which is Paris's city hall. <laughs> Speaking of Franks, there is a, <laughs> there's an Anne Frank getting hit with Franks uh, meme in Discord right now. Again, we are on Discord, and the <laughs> oh, gifts God are damn. coming, folks. So that's great. That's wonderful. <laughs> that's a good one. That's that's horrible. Oh, that's phenomenal. Well, the expansion on the right <laughs> bank began after other oh. Christian landowners began filling in the boggy marshlands in the late 10th century. So instead of burying its dead away from inhabited areas as you know normal people, the uh, Paris's right bank settlement began with cemeteries right smack dab in the middle of town. So they basically had cemeteries and built around them. It's kind of weird. So we have laws here to protect us from that, and we've had them. I wonder why they fell short over there. This is in the 10th century, though. You know what I mean? Like, this is like way. But even before. back then, we were burying in, in cemeteries. You know what I mean? I wonder uh, why they, they weren't. Do you think they, they're just so behind? No, they had some. They had cemeteries. It's just where the placement of the cemeteries were. You know what I mean? Like instead yeah. of doing it on the outskirts of town, so maybe like you know the rotting corpses and whatever doesn't run into your <laughs> I, flesh I, I, you know, or your water. You know what I mean? Like I don't know. I picture Monty Python with the guy with the car. Bring out your dead. He's got the bell. <laughs> Bring out your dead. Bring out your dead. So, <laughs> the most central of these cemeteries, a burial ground near the fifth century Notre Dame. De Bois Church became the property of the Saint Opportune Parish, or Opportune, uh, I'm saying Opportune, I don't know, Parish, after the original church was demolished by the 9th century Norman Bates invasions, where they just ran around yelling mother and stabbing people while they were in the shower. It's true. Oh, wow. Yeah, because I just made it up. Obviously, <laughs> that's not true. Um, that's the, the actually the plot of Alfred Hitchcock's Psycho. Okay, anyway. So actually, it was the Normans who invaded, and they were a group descended from Viking settlers and who Norman Normandy was actually named after. Another little tidbit there. Yeah. You know, Normandy. You know, Beaches of Normandy, where we, World War, what was that, two? Was that two? Beaches of Normandy, or was that one or two? Either you got, where's fucking Riley when we need him? 
Jesus Christ, dude. <laughs> Are you? This is embarrassing. You're embarrassing. Uh, okay. Do you go to college? <laughs> uh, I went to 18 months of a trade school. Does that count? No, you don't have a t-shirt yeah. to back it up. Do you know when uh, we invaded sure. Normandy? Uh, as far as the exact year, no, but it was World War II for sure. Okay, well then, yeah, you you got it. You, well, you it was won like 44, a... 45, somewhere around there. You were 45? Actually, oh, that's when it you was. are correct. It is June 6, 1944. Yay, Moody got See? one. Who the Yay. fuck needs college? <laughs> You know what? And here's how I know that you actually knew that because you're on a phone right now, and you yeah, had no time. Quick, you had man. no time to to fumble through and look that up that quickly on a phone. Look, I'm not as dumb as people think I am. That's all I'm saying. You heard it here for, first, so <clears throat> what was so that? Everybody knows. I don't know. <laughs> well, good job, Moody. Good Thanks, job, guys. buddy. Yeah, man, you're that's that's awesome. So, anywho, when it became. <laughs> When, when it became its own parish, <laughs> a, a parish associated with the Church of the Saints Innocents, from 1130, this burial ground filling the land between the present Rue Saint Denis, Rue de la Fernerie, Rue de Lingerie, and the Rue Hamburger. No, it's just Rue Burger. I just I love Hamburger. You know, from anyway, and had become the city's principal cemetery. By the end of the same century, Saints Innocence, or yeah, Saints Innocence Church was neighbor to the principal Parisian marketplace, Le Hales, which was their fresh foods market and already filled to overflowing. So th- their their main cemetery is right next. <laughs> you know what I mean? So their overflowing burial grounds were right fucking next to where they got their food. You know what I mean? So in other words, uh, if like a hurricane happened, it would be bad news. I think if it, if it just rained, that would be bad news. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know. So to make room for even more burials, the super, um, been in the ground for a long-ass time, dead folk, were exhumed and their bones packed into the roofs and walls of a charnier or mass grave. Yeah, yeah charnier, you like that? A mass grave. Uh, anyway, into the galleries built inside the cemetery walls. By the end of the 18th century, the central burial ground was a two meter high. That's six and a half, six, or it's like six foot, six inches, I think. Mound of earth filled with centuries of dead Paris people. Plus the remains from the Hotel Dewey, 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 I think, Dewey, I'm going to say that, hospital and the morgue. Other Parisian parishes had their own burial grounds, but the conditions in Le Innocence cemetery were just way fucked up. (laughs) 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 Oh my god. That's Jim Carrey with a long neck saying hi. With a girl's a girl's bottom half. (laughs) That's I don't think that's a girl's bottom half, dude. Yeah. Uh, Yeah, I don't think any guy is like that. (laughs) Oh god damn. What is wrong with you? Oh, all right. We're going to take a quick break and then we will be right back. Okay, so after all this, the government stepped in and attempted to limit the use of the cemetery. However, it did little to fix the situation because the Paris people didn't give a fuck and just buried their dead wherever the fuck they wanted to. And it was not. We we, we buried (laughs) wherever we want to. That's right. Wouldn't wouldn't, wouldn't they be. uh... 
Are they referred to as Parisians other than they are. Paris, Paris Correct. people? Correct, but I'm trying to, you know, <laughs> make sure that people understand because when I hear Parisian for some reason I think of I don't know. Anyway, um, I call Parmesan cheese <laughs> Yeah, there, there you go. <laughs> I always do. It's hilarious. Everybody gets so mad at me. I'll be like an Olive Garden. I'll be like more Parmesan. They're like, huh? So yes, yeah, so if I say Parisian, <laughs> they are they are the people of Paris, correct? And uh, it, so it was not until the late 18th century that they were finally fed up with people just burying corpses all willy nilly and decided to create three new large scale suburban burial grounds on the outskirts of the city, and to tell all existing parish cemeteries within city limits. To Bessel tout de suite, or in English, to fuck right off. Oh. Yeah, you like that? Yeah. I, I told you I did some research on that one. Nice. So anyway, so let's talk about these previously mentioned underground Paris mines. So the majority of the left bank rests upon uh, Lutetian limestone, which is the stone, once again, used to build the city, and immediately has me singing, we built this city, city by Starship, which is weird. Or Jefferson Starship, or Jefferson Airplane, or, or we whatever. We built this city. Knew it, knew it was coming. Now it's in everybody's head right now. And yeah. Love it. <laughs> so anyway, the limestone was extracted in suburban locations away from where people resided, which makes sense because they didn't want anyone getting hurt while they were mining. You know, but yet can I have dead bodies and food or fine? But don't get too close to the limestone for five hundred, Alex. Like it doesn't make any fucking sense to me. So due to the post twelfth century. Well, it's, you know what I'm saying? You're like, hey, they don't want you messing around with the limestone. You know what I mean? But yeah, yeah no, I got you. Fucking French. So due to the post-12th century shitty mining technique of digging wells down to the deposit and extracting it horizontally along the vein until it was all gone, giggity, many of these often illegal mines were uncharted, uncharted, sorry, and when empty, often left abandoned and forgotten. Paris had allowed the expansion of its suburbs many times over the centuries, and by the, eight, uh, the 18th century, many of its administration districts were or included previously mined territories. You know what I mean? So basically, where they're building stuff is there's mines underneath. Does that make sense? You guys follow me? I got you. Yeah, got All you. Right. And also, does anyone else have like a poltergeist vibe kind of creeping off that? Yeah. Yeah. A little bit, a yeah. little bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So the state of the left bank was known to architects as early as the um, early 17th century to be how you say, quote, the really shit day. <laughs> no, but a series of mine cave-ins begin in uh, 1774 with the collapse of a house, um, which caused King Louis the, let me see if I can read this right, the 16th, to name a commission. <laughs> <laughs> no, the, no sure? numerals, Roman numerals. Sure yes. you got it? Yes, right. it's XVI, that's 16th. That's Rocky Four, right? No, that's <laughs> not not that's not that one, Jeff. No, different why, different country, dude. Why can't they yeah. just put numbers? I mean, why do we need the Roman numerals? Why? Why? They're Roman numerals. They're, that was the Roman yeah, time. but the funny there's nothing the funny, catchy about it. Like who? Gives the funny it? part about it is Rocky's probably not smart enough to figure out the number of his own goddamn movie. I'm not smart enough to figure it out. Like I have to ask <laughs> Blockbuster and be like, "Yo, which one is this?" You got got Rocky V. <laughs> <laughs> so the house caused king louis the 16th to name a commission to actually investigate the state of all of the uh, parisian underground all right because they knew they were having a bunch of collapses so this resulted in the creation of the inspection of mine service again limestone bad cave-ins real bad but burial grounds next to the farmer's market <laughs> that's fucking fine yeah 
it, it, it's I don't compost. know. Yeah, it compost. doesn't make any Yeah. Ugh. So the need to get rid of uh Laius innocence gave even more attention um from uh well it gained more attention from May 31st, 1780, when a basement wall and a property adjoining the cemetery collapsed under the weight of the mass grave behind it. Uh oh. Yeah. The cemetery was closed to the public and all Intramuros, which is Latin for within the city walls, burials were forbidden after this time. The problem of what to do with the remains crowding Intramuros cemeteries still had people stumped. So they had basically, you weren't allowed to do this anymore. You weren't allowed to bury people inside the city walls, but they still had all of these fucking people in, or should I say, corpses that they didn't know what to do with. So, what would, how would they not like know what to do? You dig a hole, like it's easy. But they don't have the land. That's the problem. Like, there's not enough land there because of all the mines and stuff. You see so what I'm saying? Like, them in the ocean, tie some bricks around their ankles and throw them <laughs> in the water. <laughs> the mafia figured it out. Why can't they? Jeff, when I'm you run for saying. president, I'm voting for you. That's all I'm saying. I should run for president. You should. So mine <laughs> consolidations were still underway underground around the site of the 1777 collapse that had kicked off the project and had already become a series of stone and masonry inspection passageways that were built up to help in reinforcing the above streets. Does that make sense? All the streets and stuff had these mines and passageways underneath. So now they're trying to to do well now what? What why what is that? Why <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna let you describe that one, buddy. What, what are you seeing so, there? It's a it's a guy, and he's getting blasted in the face with some white liquid, and you're like, okay. And then it uh, it zooms away, and there's two uh, cheetahs spitting like milk into this guy's face, and it backs away further, and it's on the nipples of another guy dancing. <laughs> Yep, that's what it is. <laughs> oh, man. Jesus. So the mines renovation and the cemetery closures were both problems within the jurisdiction of the police prefect, Police Lieutenant General Alexandre Lenoir, who was directly involved in the creation of a mine inspection service. Lenoir was piss-his-pants giddy about the idea of moving Parisian dead folk to the underground passageways that were renovated during 1782. After deciding to further renovate the Tomb Isuel, or Tomb, 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 Tomb Isuel, I'm sorry, folks. It's Tomb Isuel, I don't want to, but passageways for the future role as an underground tomb. The idea became law during late 1785. Now what? <laughs> what the shit is that? <laughs> oh, no! <laughs> I just want to take a minute. I want to take a minute, and I want to thank anybody out there that's ever made one of these hilarious gifts because they're just awesome. It's really disgusting, actually. Like whoever takes the time to do this is is all right in my book. Oh God! So a hole <laughs> within a wall above one of the main passageways was dug to bring down. Les Innocents unearthed remains, and they themselves were transformed into a macabre museum for all the headstones, sculptures, artifacts, and other creepy shit recovered from the former cemetery. So beginning from an opening ceremony on April 7th, the same year, the route between Les Innocents and the Clos de la Tombe Issoire, okay, that's right. being put, 
became mm -hmm. a nightly, it became a nightly procession of black cloth covered wagons carrying the millions of Parisian dead. Okay, so you got that? You yes. Got what I'm saying. Mm -hmm. All right. Spectators were quoted as saying it was bad enough seeing them move the remains, but did they have to play six feet deep by the ghetto boys on repeat? <laughs> yeah, uh, that would have been awesome, but they didn't. Not a lot that. of. Not a lot of people will get that reference. Yeah, they're going to have to look it up because that song's freaking awesome. I was actually listening to it while I was writing this. Um, but it would actually take two fucking years to empty the majority of Paris' cemeteries. So for two years, black uh, cloth-covered wagons were carrying just dead bodies to this other spot. That, that, that's insane. That's almost as long as it takes for Ohio to fix a road. But still, like, it's just like that's insane. You know what I mean? Anyway. <laughs> So cemeteries whose remains were moved to the catacombs um, included uh, Saints Innocence, which is the largest with about 2 million people buried over 600 years. 2 uh, million? Yeah. 2 that's million people. Lot. Yeah, that's a lot. Saint <clears throat> Etienne de Grèce, which is one of the oldest. Madeleine Cemetery, Aronsis <laughs> Cemetery, which was used for the victims of the French Revolution, and the Notre Dame de Blanc Manteau. Manteau, Manteau, whatever, I'm trying, folks. But yeah, so all these places all went to the catacombs. So that's where it was. So now, if you've seen pictures of the catacombs, which, Jeff, we were talking about it earlier, they yes. literally, literally have the skulls and bones of people on the walls throughout this entire thing. It looks like something you'd see on Game of Thrones, like when they're going through the tombs and whatnot. It's just, it's just all the walls are made from bones and skulls, like mortared together. Right. So let's talk wild. about the, let's talk about the guy that actually like helped to construct this thing. So in the first years, the catacombs were just a disorganized bone repository. So they just had bones laying around all over the damn place. But um, Louis Etienne Hercat de Thury, director of the Paris Mine Inspection Service from 1810, went in and had renovations done that would transform the passageways into an actual mausoleum, so people could actually come and visit the thing. In addition to stacking skulls and femurs into the patterns that people can see today, he uses many of the cemetery decorations he could find, formerly stored at, uh, stored at the Tomb Isuel property, and a shitload had, has disappeared after the 1789 revolution. And so he used all this stuff to accent the walls of bones. So he wasn't just putting bones up all whatever. He was trying to make it like an actual, almost like an art piece, you know? Hmm. Yeah. So there was a room dedicated to the... To, yeah, to the display of the various minerals found under Paris and another showing skeletal deformities found during the catacombs creation and renovation. Creepy ass Louis Etienne also added monumental tablets and archways with ominous warnings inscribed in them and added stone tablets bearing descriptions about the history and necessity of the ossuary, which is the grave, whatever, to ensure the safety of eventual visitors, it was uh, walled away from the rest of Paris's left bank's already big-ass tunnel network. So this dude literally went in and made a bunch of creepy shit, like monumental tablets and warnings on them and stuff like that just to kind of fuck with people. So it's not like it was eerie enough to have six million dead people parts put Could all over the place. you imagine the smell in that thing? Oh, eventually, uh, initially, yeah. Oh, yeah, God. I mean... Now it's probably nothing, but like when they first put that whole thing up. And did they have embalming back then? Mm, I don't know. That's a that's a good Google there. So yeah, so I don't know if they had embalming or not. I mean, obviously, I, I should have looked that up before I even let asked me the question. let me look. Yeah, find out embal embalming, and this was in seventeen. 
1810, actually. But I'm seeing when it started. Introduced. Uh, physician in New York in the 1850s. So this was before embalming. Yeah. Ugh. Ugh. Wait a minute. You... Come, come yeah. down to my sneaky cavern. Wee oui, wee. Oui. What were you saying, Moody? Nothing. I just, uh, I caught myself before I asked a dumb question. Never mind. Oh, nice. But there's, oh, no, there's no dumb questions. <laughs> oh, this one was fucking dumb. <laughs> That's why I stopped myself. So now, <clears throat> a- according to Wikipedia, and of course, you know how much we love Wikipedia. Here are some cool little tidbits about the catacombs. All right. So during the French Revolution, Philibert Aspart was a doorman at the Val de Grasse Hospital. On a mission to fetch a certain liquor from a cellar, Philibert actually ended up entering the Paris catacombs instead, walking around the pitch black catacombs alone with just a single candle. Philibert became incredibly lost and confused. Many believe he may have been intoxicated at the time as well. Philibert's candle blew out, making his vision completely black. Well, at this point, it was virtually impossible for him to escape the darkness of the catacombs. His body was not found until 11 years later when a group of cataphiles, which are cave people, right? They never yeah. like spelunkers. Cat- not, no, not pedophiles, Jeff. Cataphiles. I know. I just thought it was funny. Funny play okay. on words. Okay. <laughs> they uncovered it. So they identified him by the hospital key ring hanging around from his belt. And uh, Aspart is buried in the catacombs in the exact same place where he died with a tombstone describing his death. Uh, <laughs> you know, so the cataphiles and catacomb folklore tellers say that each November 3rd, Philibert's ghosts haunts the labyrinth of the catacombs. <laughs> uh, yeah. So during 1871, communards, which I had no idea what that was until I did this one, uh, which was a radical socialist and revolutionary government that ruled Paris from March 18th to March 28th in 1871. Yeah, that's 10 days. <laughs> they killed a group of monarchists here. So that's kind of fucked up. During World War II, Parisian members of the French re- uh, resistance used the tunnel system. And the Nazis established an underground bunker below La Cie Montaigne, uh, a high school in the 6th uh, administrative district. So they were in these things as well. So Nazis have been in this thing. Like, it's it's been used a lot. Um, I mean, from a, a war tactic, it, it makes sense. Uh, who the fuck's going to go down there? You know what I mean? Right. Well, yeah, you're kind of, you're holed up pretty well. You know what I mean? Right. Like that's, right. Uh, speaking of holes, during the, uh, 1974, the film The Holes was set within the catacombs of Paris during 1950. Go ahead. It was filmed there? Yeah. Oh, wow. We'll have to check that out. Yeah. Um, During 1954, the film Father Brown had pivotal scenes set with the catacombs of Paris. In 2004, a group of police officers were exploring. This this one's pretty awesome. Were exploring a part of the Paris catacombs restricted from public access. They began to uncover very fucking weird things. First, they found a PA system with pre-recorded guard dog barking noises playing. What? Yeah. Then they found 3,000 square feet of galleries, so like just fucking pictures and shit, wired for phones using pirated electricity. Um, uh, The officers found a bar, a living area, workshop, lounge, and even a cinema with room enough to seat 20 people. The cinema seats had been carved into the stones of the catacombs. 
and the creepiest part was they saw cameras on the ceilings recording them. The police squad went back to the area a few days later with a larger team to investigate. Everything they had found, from the phone lines to the Paris Catacomb Cinema, it all had vanished. The only thing they found was a note that read, Ne charche pa, meaning don't search. Oh. That's kind of fucked up, man. <laughs> yeah, it is. Now, whether it's true or not, but they claim they claim that this is true. Okay, may we, you know. So, um, have any of you guys seen the film um, As Above, So Below? Uh, I've heard of it. I haven't seen it, though. <clears throat> I, I know I know what you're talking about. Yeah, Moody, I would... Uh, uh, I would assume that would be like one of those. That sounds like right up your alley. Um, it's one of those. It's one of the ones. Like I see it all the time when I'm flipping through, and I'm like, I should watch it, and I never do. Oh, okay. I haven't seen. I haven't seen it yet. No. Well, it was released in 2014, and it was the first production that secured permission from the French government to film in the catacombs. They aimed to use no alterations to the environment, with the exception exception of a piano. Excuse me and a car which were hauled into the catacombs and set on fire. <laughs> so yeah, they're the, the first one that actually got the, the French government. So, which is funny to me, that means that the other films that filmed down there never did. <laughs> so they were down there illegally, like, hurry up, shoot the fucking film. Well, you gotta wonder how like often the police or the law system there was there. You know what I mean? They probably yeah. just said, well, yeah, we're not going down there. Whatever happens down there happens. Yeah, possibly. So uh, the last one I got here, I'm pretty sure, is uh, during 2000. Oh, no, I got a couple more. Okay, sorry. During 2015, Airbnb paid 350,000 pounds as part of a publicity stunt offering customers the chance to stay overnight in the catacombs. <laughs> that would have been amazing. Can you imagine that? Yeah. I, I would have done it. Yeah, why not? I, I am not afraid. I'm kind of. <laughs> Anyway, in August 2017, thieves actually broke into a cellar from the catacombs and stole more than 250,000 pounds <clears throat> of wine. And I don't mean like actual like pounds. I mean like the money system of, of, of wine. So they stole a shit loan, shit loan, shit load of wine. So anyway, put wine down there. Apparently someone at, I don't know. I don't, I, I don't know. Maybe it belonged to the city and that's where they were using it. The, probably the perfect place to store wine, man. Temperature and everything. Yeah, that, that's like the coolest wine cellar ever. Yeah. Go down there and just get yourself a nice Chardonnay and look up and just see skulls and fragments of six million people staring back at you. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, was that dark? I apologize. Ah, that's good. Good. <laughs> so although the catacombs offered space to bury the dead, they presented disadvantages to building structures because the catacombs, again, are directly under the parish streets. So large foundations cannot be built and cave-ins have destroyed a lot of buildings. For this reason, there are very few tall buildings in the area because too much weight, boom, it's just all going to fall through. So yeah, those are the catacombs. I thought that was really cool. Really awesome. And I got something really sweet to talk about after we get back from a break from our sponsor. So hang tight, guys. Got something cool to talk about. Ah. This episode of the Midnight Train Podcast is sponsored by Voodoo Vodka. 20 times distilled, made from pure cane sugar and handcrafted right here in Ohio. Vodka can be smooth and voodoo proves it. Drink it straight, chilled, or in your favorite mixed drink. Ask for it wherever you buy your favorite liquors or head over to voodoo.com and subscribe to their mailing list. 
While you're there, pick up some Voodoo merchandise and use the promo code Midnight Train Podcast, all one word, to get 10% off your entire order. That's Voodoo, V O U D O U X dot com. Promo code Midnight Train Podcast for 10% off. And you can now buy this delicious vodka online. So order some today and drink with us whenever you listen to the show. Voodoo Vodka, it's magic. All right, and of course, we love our guys over at Voodoo who are still making that hand sanitizer for people that is free to go and pick up. So if you're in that area, make sure you guys swing over there, say hi to them, buy yourself some vodka, tell them the Midnight Train sent you, and pick up some hand sanitizer and spread it around so let people know. We, we've had those guys on the show. They're great guys, and uh, I'm sure you, you know if you're fans of the show, you've heard it, but... How cool is that that they did that? I mean, they didn't have to do any of that. They could have just, you know, packed up shop, gone home, did what they had to do. But they were working overtime and long hours and pretty much stopped the production line of the vodka just to make this hand sanitizer to give it all away for free, by the way. And they are. And they're working seven days a week. Um, They're there every day. They're giving it out. There are people coming like hospitals coming from like Cincinnati and all that. Dude, uh, like the orders they have. It's just really cool that they're doing it and they're they're doing it like, you know, selflessly for the most part, you know. So so do us a favor. If if you have access to it when this all clears, or if you have to go make your run, you know, to the grocery store to stock up, support them. Buy a bottle. You know, even if you're just gonna save it for the summer or whatever, you wanna drink it now, just support those guys because those guys are they're really good people for what yeah. they're doing, you know. Give it as a gift, man, and the stuff is good. It is good stuff. It, it we is actually worth it. I was out there recently. Grace and I went out there to pick up some hand sanitizer for one of the hospitals up here. We grabbed two bottles while we were there just because we got to support them. You know, they support us. We support them. So everyone should do that. So, yes, Voodoo, we love you guys. So, all right. So I said I had something special to talk about. I hope it's a catacomb, like actual piece of the catacomb that you bought off of eBay. No. <laughs> There's so much buildup for nothing. <laughs> I, that would have been so much cooler. <laughs> I know, I know. That's what I was hoping, but I'm you certainly not, bitch. <laughs> anyway, I found something which uh, I thought was actually kind of cool. Have you guys heard about the uh, the lost uh, um, lost in the catacombs video? That is actually like supposedly a real thing. No. All right, so check this out. I was doing some research, as I always do on these, and this actually comes from uh, the 13th floor um, dot TV website, 13th floor. And I'm going to kind of read this verbatim just because it's pretty awesome, but you can actually do the research on this, and you can actually watch the video. So um, it says, Long before it gained worldwide viral notoriety, the footage you're about to see, which obviously you can look online and check it out, and I'll put a link in the notes. Um, Excuse me was part of a documentary which aired in slightly different versions on multiple TV networks in the early 2000s. Most notably, a Halloween special on ABC and Scariest Places on Earth on the Sci-Fi Channel. Um, The original film, directed by Francis Friedland, included segments of camcorder footage shot in the vast and ancient catacombs of Paris in the early 1990s by an unidentified band whose camera was allegedly discovered many years later by an, an anonymous group of illicit tomb explorers known as cataphiles, as we talked about earlier, not pedophiles. Um, 
By the way, fuck <laughs> pedophiles. I hate pedophiles. Anyway, anyway, anyway. So those who found the camera, caked with dust and mold, but still intact, claimed the contents of the tape inside were both terrifying and tragic. Now, remember, uh, before we go any further, I know it almost sounds like a uh, Blair Witch type thing, but this is, they're literally, like, its it, they're in the catacombs, which is already screwed up. It's not like you found a camera where people are making, you know, the 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 forest spooky or you know what i mean or build it's you're, you're literally in a place that's just absolutely macabre as fuck so anyway just just putting it out there so friedland's film reveals how the unnamed explorer is becoming increasingly disoriented as he moves through the passageways of crumbling stone and human bones illuminated only by the camera's light with each new turn of the subterranean labyrinth it's soon apparent the man has no idea where he is or how he's going to get back to the surface. Now, again, we talked about the one guy who worked at the hospital that went down there, got lost, and they found him 11 years later. And that is an honest-to-God true story. You can actually find uh, his grave site when, if you go to the catacombs, okay? So it's not unimaginable for people to go down here and get lost. All right. So in case you're unfamiliar with the history and hazards of the Paris catacombs, you guys can go back and listen to what we were talking about and all the crazy stuff that happened. Um, you know, so the catacombs are just a vast city spanning all over, like, it's like 200 miles, by the way, is how massive this is underground. Um, and again, the, the whole thing is called the catacombs. And anyway, so now the really scary part, it says, over the course of more than three centuries, countless numbers of people have ventured into the so-called Empire of the Dead, which has been a popular tourist attraction since the late 1800s, as we discussed but several adventurers who either slit in through the main entrance, which is the Barrière de Infer, like we said before, the Gate of Hell, or one of uh, several secret unofficial entry points said to connect to certain metro tunnels or uh, city sewers, and they were never seen or heard from again. So that brings us back to this guy, whose disturbing video has been the source of speculation, controversy, and more than a few nightmares for more than a decade and a half. Since Friedland's documentary first aired, the footage has been discussed and analyzed on dozens of paranormal websites and was recently featured on Zach Bagan's TV series, Ghost Adventures. The footage sure. may- yeah. <laughs> yeah. The, the footage may also have inspired the found footage film as above, so below that we discussed about earlier, some of which was filmed in or near the same tunnels where the Explorer's lost camera was discovered. While the true origins of the, video, of the uh, footage have yet to be confirmed, Skeptics have dismissed the video as fake, likely staged by the creators of the TV special or possibly by Friedland himself. But others claim certain mysterious sounds can be heard on the tape after digital enhancement. (laughs) What the fuck? (laughs) (laughs) Happy Tom Cruise! Anyway, he's a Sith Lord. (laughs) (laughs) Jesus, I can't have a serious moment. Sorry, I saw that one and it, it just it was too good. Anyway, oh. <laughs> so <laughs> they say that you can hear mysterious sounds on the tape after digital enhancement and cryptic markings found later by Friedland on the tunnel walls, which you can actually find some pictures of online. And that suggests that the man stumbled upon something he wasn't meant to see or Uh-oh. something that no human was meant to see and survive. Curiously, although the camera's operator's uh, name is never given in the documentary, he is described as an experienced cataphile himself, 
with extensive knowledge of the tunnels derived from historical maps and many prior expeditions. This raises the most pressing question in ongoing discussions about the footage. Why would such a seasoned explorer suddenly panic, drop his only apparent light source, and run frantically into complete darkness, ensuring he would likely never be found alive again? Today, that question remains unanswered, and at this point, it seems unlikely that the mystery will be solved to anyone's satisfaction. That is, of course, unless the man who actually dropped that camera either comes forward with the full story or his body is found somewhere deep within a hellish maze of stone and bone. Okay, so where can we go watch this if we wanted to check it out? I am going to have it in the... I'm looking at it right now. Oh, are you actually watching it? I could throw the link in here for you if you want. I'm not watching... Uh, uh, I'm not can watching we post it, it on uh, Facebook? I don't know if the audio... Yes, I will post it on the uh, on on our uh, Facebook page and everything else, so everyone can kind of check it out. Nice. You guys, yeah. you guys can't hear the audio right now coming out of my phone, can you? We've we've heard it for no. like the last ten minutes. We just muted you. <laughs> no, well, no. I haven't been saying shit. So. No. <laughs> All right, because I'm watching the video and I'm hearing it through my through my headset. I just want to make sure it's not coming through into the into the the show. Yeah. No. 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 Uh, you can't hear. You can hear whatever you're doing, but yeah, we can't hear it. All right, I'm so. just making, I'm just, I'm just making sure, dude. Hey, hey, you're cool, bro. You're, you're cool, bro. I mean, I'm not cool, but well, I'm just trying to be nice. I appreciate it, but you know. So anyway, that is the catacombs. What do you guys think about this, man? I want to go there. Well, how cool would that be like to just go and like check it out, you know, like in person. What I love about it is, is that, you know, we talk about a lot of stuff that has like zero credence to it. Um, this is an actual physical thing you can go and it's not just a, you know, well, I mean, I guess we talk about like, uh, um, what do you call them? Prisons and stuff like that. But this is like literally like human parts that were created and, and not created, but like, well, they created a tapestry out of, you know, like that's yeah. Yeah. Six million people were transferred to this thing over, you know, however many, uh, many, many years. It's just, I don't know. I I think it's super awesome. I think it's super dark. It's, it's, it's great how they took something as, uh, as, as I guess depressing as death, but then they turned something really awesome out of it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. It's definitely cool, man. Yeah, so I'm, I don't know. I'm surprised it's like it is preserved though. Like I, I'm really shocked that like they were not like you know what I mean. That at one point they were like, okay, this is just messed up and demolished you know all of it and did something with it. You know what yeah. I mean? It's considered yeah. one of the um, out of all the museums and stuff there, man. It's considered one of the top fourteen. Well, out of the fourteen they have, it's on that list. You know, it's like you go there and you go to the Louvre. You know, like you you want to go to the catacombs. You know, and yeah. I really didn't know much as much about it. Well, obviously anything about it until I started doing research on this. And I just think it's, I don't know. It, it's probably on my top five of places that I have to go before I die. I didn't know yeah, anything about it. Like when you, cool, mentioned we were gonna, you mentioned we were going to do it. And I was just like, I've never even heard of it. I know nothing about it. So it's, it's act, it is cool. It's cool. Yeah. It's, it's you, very you awesome. Never, you never heard about it before this? No. Huh. No clue. Right on. Well, some of us are more, you know, cultured, educated, cultured. Yes, thank you. I mean, you could call it that, I guess. <laughs> That's one way to put it. 
just I'm just teasing your nipples there, buddy. No, um, it's it's but again, I just I've heard about it and I've never I didn't really know what it was. To be honest, I actually <laughs> I know it sounds bad, but I thought there was more of a uh, like a weird, grotesque, like total fucked up history with it, which it is. Don't get me wrong. Like that is pretty fucked yeah. up. But I thought yeah. it was more like, I don't know. I thought there was something else to it. Like, you know, like, you know, when you talk about, um, you know, Vlad the Impaler, where he impaled everybody and, you know, yeah. there was a, a mass murder and they put the you know what i mean like i guess that's kind of where my mind went so when i was reading this i was like okay this this is still pretty fucked up but it's not yeah. as fucked up as my mind is and that says something about me so yeah <laughs> yeah I'm, I'm not not exactly the quickest today i'm sorry i mean anyway that's, that's one of those things though like like in this day and age you really can't fathom something like that happening because that would never fly like if someone was like I got an idea. Let's just take all these dead people and put them in the walls. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's no, kind of hard. It's kind of hard to fathom that, like, that was the thing that they did. You know what I mean? Yeah, I think the uh, the closest thing that we even have remotely to that here in the United States is that they, like, down in New Orleans and stuff, they have the uh, the bodies buried above ground, right? Yeah. 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 You know, and then some mausoleums and stuff like that. But for the most part, I don't think we have anything that's as um I, I don't want to use the wrong term because I, I i personally think it's really awesome but i think it's a little bit i guess for our culture risque if, if that is dare is that the right terminology uh, people would be offended uh, like let's get real right yeah yeah it would, it would exactly be offensive right. there's dead bodies oh they had feelings right. blah 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 you put my mom in a wall yeah you know, like yeah. Yeah, yeah so i don't know i just thought it was really cool and hopefully everyone else out there thought it was really cool but you know what's not cool? When Jeff <laughs> doesn't have something to hate. So let's ask you, Jeff, do you got anything yes. to hate? Yeah, I mean, okay, so recently I actually made a, a post on Facebook about this. I, I'm really, really tired of every commercial and ad spitting the word essential out every two seconds. It's getting to the point where it's like, shut up. Like, we get it, you know? It's also, it's also kind of derogatory for those people. That but what they're doing really... is they're, it's a marketing thing now. They've taken it and made it a marketing thing where, like, you know, um, adding value. The word value used to be, like, the big marketing word before all this. Now the big marketing word is essential. So it's like, you know, I, I'm Bob, and I fix windows, and I'm essential. And I'll come fix your window and with social distance, but I'm essential. We're marked essential, so get your essential Bob window fixed today. You know, it's like, <laughs> it's shut like, up. It's like know? formerly being part of the Better Business Bureau, and now you're essential. Yeah, <laughs> yes. And everybody's doing it. Like, have everybody. have a sticker on your window. <laughs> yeah, like, like you know, Best Buy, the place I love, which we've done skits on before. Yeah, but, oh, God. You know, it's like the Geek Squad, like. Oh, you can't print during your stay-at-home quarantine? Well, call the Geek Squad, because Best Buy is essential, and the Geek Squad is essential. We'll follow all the social distancing guidelines, because the CDC says we're essential. Essential Best Buy, we're essential. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like, ah! it's just It makes me so mad. Uh, it is true, and it, it makes, it, honestly, it really pisses me off that, like, so many people that I know, very close friends of all of ours, have, have lost their jobs. I mean, hell, Moody just recently... Yeah. You know got laid off or whatever it is and you know so what they're they're not essential is that is that you know what i mean like they're not important is what that sounds like to me like i Dude, get northeast factory direct like northeast factory <laughs> direct the furniture fucking store right 
they're on I, I saw it on the TV on a Saturday it was like a morning and they're like oh this is Alex from Northeast Factory Directed he's got uh, hot tubs and blah blah and he's like hey how's it going Roy we're essential so you know if you want to get a hot tub we'll essentially install that hot tub and I'm like shh we got it like I want to throw the remote at the TV it's, just, <laughs> it's everywhere you look and go is essential 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 yeah essential. it is pretty stupid man I, I have to 100% agree with you and again I think it's 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 just bad verbiage on behalf of whomever decided to call it that because it's but then again i guess any word you use at that point in time someone's going to get a negative connotation from it just because unfortunately so many people are out of work and it does make you know it sucks it sucks here's here's what i'm waiting for you know the movie scanners where heads explode right yeah uh-huh so my head is going to explode the minute that white claw comes out with essential punch the flavor right essential <laughs> then as soon as I see that, my head is just gone. Done. I'm, I'm gone. Oh, essential punch. Now, listen, it's, passengers. It's going to happen. Somebody has to be able to create an essential punch flavor of a White Claw and send it on our Facebook group. Somebody has to do that now. Yes, please. So I can that barf it. <laughs> <laughs> and you might as well put it in uh, Baby Yoda's hand. Yeah. And potentially on top of a Tesla. I, I think that's no, 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 no. Put Baby Yoda in the car seat of the back seat of a Tesla on fire on autopilot. There you go. That is your task at hand, <laughs> passengers. <laughs> yeah. uh, all right, Jeff. Well, I, I, I think that we both agree with you on that one for sure. What do you think, Moody? Yeah, I would. Uh, I'm, I'm pretty much <laughs> right on board Moody. with all that shit. <laughs> what? He puts an essential gift on Discord, <laughs> really. <laughs> and it's waiting, guard. Yeah. We got $5,000. We got $5,000. I know that if wasn't the part. If Benjamin were an ice cream flavor, he'd be essential <laughs> in <laughs> Oh, man. All right, passengers. We hope you enjoyed your ride with us tonight, today, whatever you're listening on the Paris catacombs. I thought it was uh, really intriguing and doing the research on it. I learned a bunch of shit and hopefully you guys did too. Hopefully you guys learned that this thing was a, the, there was a legit reasoning for it happening. Uh, that there was a lot of people that, that well, of course died back then, but then ended up in this thing and you can go visit it. If, and when this quarantine is over, <laughs> you guys <laughs> should all make a beeline straight for Paris. And so, I tell you what, I, let me ask really you guys. quick too. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Would, would you would you do that? Like if you know how you could be an organ donor, I would donate my bones to a wall if they were going to build one here. Like just for Ooh, hell show. yeah, yeah. I, I would totally do it in a heartbeat. Yeah. I would do it. Why not? Yeah. It'd be awesome. Yeah. Why not? Yeah. You're going to like live on forever. But th- that was the thing I was going to ask though, and I don't think this is the case. And I tried to look for it and I couldn't find it. Obviously, six million people. There's got to be documentation from the cemeteries that initially brought all of those corpses uh you to, think oh, of course i mean everyone that dies in those uh, cemeteries i don't know I don't man know. that was yeah i don't know You're, i'm talking the, the like oh, we're not we're out of nipic paper we'll just forget who he was <laughs> it, they, they were in paris jeff same thing <laughs> you can send all hate mail to jeff at um, but I guess what I'm saying is, is like if, if let's just say they did hy- hypothetically document 25% of those, are those people documented in the catacombs? Can you look it up and see who is like 
maybe like uh, uh, lineage, you know what I mean? Like, uh, yeah. history. Oh, I don't know. That's what you you're know? saying. Like, I, I wonder. I highly, I highly doubt they have any kind of luck. I do too. I mean? To be honest with you, I couldn't find anything on that, but I think it'd be kind of cool. Like, you know, you go to like a Pearl Harbor or whatever, and you can actually look up people that have passed away in there. And, you know, when I was there, I was looking at all the names to see if I was related to anyone. It'd be kind of cool if you had, you know, Parisian ancestry. That if you could go there and be like, oh, crap, what am I, you know, relatives well, is in there. I'll tell you what. I just got an ad on my phone. I'm looking at it now. It's from 23andMe. It says, we are essential. and We can essentially find out if you're linked to the essential catacombs. So <laughs> I don't I think guess, that I guess I they just swab it. They swab the skull and <laughs> they swab your mouth and they tell you if you're you have ancestors there. Uh, well, I'm going to do some research on that. But yeah, I, th- I thought this was a cool ride. Hopefully everyone else did too. Do not forget to head over to the midnighttrainpodcast.com. Remember that is the midnighttrainpodcast.com and sign up for the midnight bonus train to access all kinds of awesome tidbits you won't get any anywhere else. Like, you know, our drunken movie reviews that we keep failing on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And at our website, you can buy some super sweet merchandise. Buy some merch, especially now because Moody's not working. Right, Moody? <laughs> That's right. I am poor. <laughs> and we will donate 10% of every Look, sale. My my kids need to fucking eat, man. If you guys don't buy merch, you're responsible for the death of my children. Wow. <laughs> there you have it, folks. Wow. And they're going to end up in a goddamn wall because of you. <laughs> you know what they're going to say? You know what they're going to they're going to look at you and be like, Dad, why didn't you work at an essential business? Wait, no, 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 no. Teenage kids are going to be like, we knew you weren't essential. Yeah. That's what they're going to do. Yeah, little bastards. So, uh, again, when you buy some merchandise at our website, we will donate 10% of every sale to the National Association on Mental Illness because, of course, mental illness is not funny. However... You can sign up to our Facebook group, which is awesome and a chance for us to talk to all of you guys outside of the podcast. It is so much fun in there, and we get so many memes and just just crazy shit. Like, every day I wake up, and the first thing I do is go, I wonder what somebody put in there, you know? And it's it's <laughs> always funny. Can we can we set, like, admin rules so we can't get any more fucking cat posts? Because I'm really getting tired of the cat posts. Oh, no. <laughs> Oh no! I'm really, you know, like <laughs> I start my morning off like my newspaper is Facebook, unfortunately. So like I start my morning and I scroll through and I see all this cat crap from the skeleton sister. I'm like, you know what? This just ruined my day. Aww. No more cats. No more cats. You know what, skeleton sisters? I think more cats are now involved. No more. Yeah, no, I, I no, think. No, because they will. They'll flood it. They'll flood. <laughs> So there will be a link in the description where you guys can go and join that. And, uh, you know, don't forget to send us your creepy shit you got laying around, um, you know, <laughs> or whether I don't really care what it is at this point in time, as long as it is sanitized. <laughs> and, <laughs> it, it's, you know, nowadays, don't be sending something. that you know, Anyway, so uh, you can send that stuff to uh, the Midnight Train Podcast at P.O. Box 38206 Olmstead Falls, Ohio, 44138. And, of course, we will talk about it, and especially you, on the uh, show so you know and people keep asking how they can keep us going well the best thing you guys can do is like subscribe and rate us on your favorite podcast platform and most importantly share the midnight train to everyone (laughs) word of mouth is how we're going to keep getting more passengers and how jeff's going to keep putting more gifts on oh my god (laughs) 
<laughs> that is creepy. Oh, my God. Anyway, you guys really do. You guys, the reason we do this, man, honestly, we could probably call each other on the phone and make each other laugh, but we do this because you guys are into it. You guys follow it, and we get all these cool responses. So uh, thank you for honestly breaking up this monotony of, of, of a life that we have right now because I go to work and I come home. That's it, which I'm probably sure that's like 99% of the people out there right now. The other 1%, you're an idiot, and you're going to fucking cause... Anyway, so... Again, we want to thank you guys so much for hanging out. Uh, anything you guys want to say before we close it out here? Yeah, just uh, you know, thanks for hanging by us. This is our fourth episode in quarantine, so obviously production value is not there. Obviously, a lot of the content is not there, so we're doing our best with what we got and the cards we're dealt currently. So I just want to thank everybody for continuing to listen, continuing to support us, and as soon as this stuff clears up, guys, we'll have really good stuff for you again. I promise. Video, all that stuff. Absolutely. Uh, and what are you thinking there, Moody? You got something? You, you got something you want to share there, Sweetich? Uh, I just wanted to throw in one more thing. Um, yeah. It's because we were doing, you know, the whole thing about the uh, the catacombs, and I, I remember this place, and I just looked it up real quick. If you guys are interested in the catacombs, some of you probably have heard of this place too. It's called the Sedlec Ossuary. And uh, it's in the Czech, familiar. It's in the Czech Republic. They also call it the Bone Chapel. Oh, and okay. uh, it's 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 a church that's in like a cemetery or something like that, I believe. And um, it's it's basically you walk inside. There's like this the centerpiece or whatever is this massive chandelier made out of human bones. Um, and the whole place the the whole place is decorated with like skulls and bones and things like that. Um, they said as many as 70,000 bones of as many as 70,000 people uh, are in this place. <clears throat> and it's just another cool place to check out if you're into, like, the catacombs and stuff like that. Because it's like this old church that's just decorated <laughs> in fucking bones and stuff. Now, so. now, okay, so what, what's what's cooler, in your guys' opinion? Being, like, in a wall in a catacombs or being a chandelier? Uh, I'd want to be in the wall myself. I don't know, dude. This fucking this bone chandelier is pretty goddamn cool. Yeah, that sounds actually. I don't know what I'd rather do, to be honest with you. I might. I don't know. I have a question. Oh what shit! What is ne next week's episode? Well, Jeff, I'm so glad you asked because, in all honesty. I want Moody to pick next week's episode. And I was nice. thinking about this. Oh, I like this. So this what we're going to do is we are not going to disclose what next week's episode is. Like, I had a couple of them that I wanted to do, but I was thinking Moody's still kind of, you know, he's the new guy. And uh, I want him to come up with an episode for next week. And uh, obviously, we'll do all the research and, and make it all happen. But uh, I want Moody to, uh, to figure it out. So and what we'll do is we'll post it. Or do you want to make it a surprise, Moody? What do you want to do? Let's, uh, let's I think you should make... give hints, like like periodically. Yeah, I was gonna say we'll make it a surprise, but we'll kind of drop some clues. Nice as uh, as the week goes on. Sounds awesome. That's what we're gonna do. So you guys pay attention on our social media: Instagram, Twitter, uh, Facebook. Make sure you're following us all over the place because we're gonna be dropping hints on this stuff. Plus, we always say hi and whatever. And please feel free to say hi to us because we we love that kind of stuff. Um, you can always email us too at the midnight dream podcast at gmail.com just to say whatever. Tell us if you like the show, tell us if you hate the show, you know, just don't be a dick. That's all. So 
on behalf of myself, Jeffro, and Mr. Moody, we would like to say thank you again for listening. You guys stay safe out there. And as always, choo-choo, motherfuckers! Crying at the wake And everybody's dressed up in black suits Going to pay their last respects to the black troop Why they have to die is the question that we're under But everyone knows that every day's a different number So when your time comes, just remember G You'll always have a place in this world as a memory Especially my boys who passed away back in 92 Best believe that all the boys in the hoods got love for you Wherever we go, wherever we be, we be thinking Of how we hung in the club, smoking and drinking Never missing out on a hood fight Cause every day back in the hood we had a good fight Everything has changed and people are looking lonely It's gonna be strange spending New Year's Eve without your homie But ain't much that we can do Except pour brute throughout the crew to make sure we all remember you And believe me it hurts to see the boy you broke bread with six feet in the dirt, dirt. Another homie got smoked. But it's no surprise, everybody's trippin' cause the boy was too young to die A sad sight to see my homie take his last breath Everybody's trippin' cause they can't accept my homie's death Another killing was reported on the evening news Somebody's brother got killed behind a pair of shoes In the midst of all this shit, I think about myself Wondered when somebody's gonna try to take me off the shelf But I refuse to be another violent casualty So when I'm rolling, I pack my pistol grip beside my knee Cause on the city streets today, a brother just can't win When the people you think are your friends really ain't your friends uh. And Bushwick can't sleep when everybody around me keeps falling six feet deep. As deep inside of everybody grows As they approach to see the body before the casket close The person standing next to me had snapped the flick Once I seen the casket closed, I knew that that was it The whole entire family spoke on his defense The choir sung our songs and make us reminisce And during all the singing, I broke down myself When I looked and seen the family that my partner left and then the choir broke into its final song Thinking to myself the worst is yet to come Everyone was headed for the final flight 
As we creeped along the gravel on the burial site The director said his words and there was not a sound As they lowered my little pot and toast inside the ground Everybody dropped their flowers on the coffin top And then the work along with the concrete block And that's deep A lot of mothers cry I watch tears fall down from their eyes Everybody wants to go to heaven But nobody wants to take the chance They chose the music so they had to dance Couldn't tell them nothing was a player Had to have it Got caught up in the game Now my boy's in the casket And everybody's looking for somebody else to blame Ashamed to let his mother know that he was in the game We used to kick it on the ab at night Coming up, trying to have the finer things in life But now my boy's gone I wish she was at home I wish she wouldn't have never fell victim to the clone So when I drink a brew for you, I pull some on the block, son You might be gone, but you damn sure ain't forgotten So um, remember, whenever or wherever Dead or alive, real partners come together And you know that